Good afternoon or good evening to you and welcome to the Advice Show podcast, bringing you UK and global insights into the financial planning profession. My name is Laura Perkis. I'm the Deputy Online Editor here at Citywide New Model Advisor. And today I'm going to give a quick rundown of some of the biggest announcements in this week's budget. And I will attempt to get some new perspectives from the industry on some of those announcements. So the budget was, for many, a bit underwhelming on the surface. The budget plan was mostly to keep growth up, jobs up and debt down, while increasing real-term spending in every government department, which all sounds very positive, but particularly given the backdrop of the pandemic, that is, of course, not as easy as it sounds. We didn't see any of the ever-speculated reforms to pension tax relief or any other significant tax changes, really. But beneath the surface, there were plenty of announcements that could tangibly impact our lives. So I'm going to try and get through some of those now. So here we go, in no particular order. There was a new 50% business rates discount that will be applied to the retail, hospitality and leisure sectors over the next 12 months, up to a maximum of £110,000 per firm. This is a tax cut worth £1.78 billion and is the biggest single-year cut to business rates in 30 years outside of emergency pandemic reliefs. The Chancellor announced the £1 million annual investment allowance, which allows businesses to claim relief on capital investment, is set to be extended to March 2023. It was initially set to end in December this year. So this allowance was introduced in April 2008, with the permanent limit of the allowance set at £200,000 from January 2016, but this was raised to £1 million during the pandemic. The Chancellor announced a new Charter for Budget Responsibility, which will implement two rules restricting future government spending. The first rule says that public sector net debt as a percentage of GDP should always be falling. The second says that the UK should only borrow when intending to invest in its future growth and prosperity. The government will finally make top-up payments for low earners in net pay pension scheme arrangements, who for years have been missing out on pension tax relief. Workers whose earnings fall below the personal tax threshold currently miss out on 20% tax relief on their pension contributions if their scheme operates a net pay arrangement, which the majority of schemes do. This relief is automatically applied to those in schemes with a relief at source arrangement. So the government will introduce a system to make 20% top-up payments on contributions made from April 2024 by individuals saving into a pension scheme using a net pay arrangement. However, workers will have to claim the top-ups themselves. They will not be administered automatically. I spoke to Steve Webb, partner at consultancy firm Lane Clark & Peacock, who explained this in a bit more detail and gave his thoughts on whether or not this will work in practice. We've been aware that low-paid workers are missing out on pension tax relief, according to the lottery, and whether their scheme used the net pay arrangement for giving tax relief or the relief at source method. And although this issue has been going on for a decade or more, even with today's announcement, it'll be another three years before it's fixed. What the Treasury are proposing is that HMRC will try and find low-paid workers missing out on tax relief. They'll get in touch with them and they'll have to provide some extra information to claim an average of £56 each. I think it's a mess, I think it's taken too long and it may well not work because frankly many people may simply not bother, may not have the information to hand. And it's just another example of a complexity in the pension tax relief system which needs a thorough overhaul rather than sticking plaster solutions like this one. That was Steve Webb, partner at consultancy firm Lane Clark & Peacock. The government has scrapped its planned fuel duty rise of 2.8p after pump prices reached their highest level in eight years last week at an average daily price of almost 143p per litre. This levy was due to rise from 57.95p per litre to 60.79p per litre. The Chancellor announced the government has set out a target of increasing spending on research and development in the UK to more than £22 billion by 2026, reaching £20 billion by the end of the current Parliament. The plans include upping core science funding to £1.1 billion and funding of £1.7 billion for net zero research and development. 
A 1.4 billion British investment fund will also be established and a scale-up visa will be introduced to help recruitment from overseas. The research and development tax credit system is also set to be modernised from April 2023 to ensure more money is being spent in the UK. Tim Stovold, head of tax at Morkingston Smith, explains the current situation and what these changes will mean. The government wants to refocus the research and development tax credit regime so that it properly supports innovation in the UK. At the moment, what we've got is a situation where a lot of the R&D credit paid out ends up in the hands of overseas businesses because they're carrying on R&D on behalf of of businesses located here in the UK. Um, The implication from what the Chancellor said is that that will no longer be possible uh, and instead the research and development tax subsidy is only going to be available where the R&D takes place within the UK. That was Tim Stovold, Head of Tax at Morkingston Smith. One announcement that may concern some advisers was that the Consumer Price Index measure of inflation is likely to average 4% over the next year, double the Bank of England's annual target of 2%. According to data provided by Prudential, this means pensioners taking inflation-adjusted withdrawals from their retirement fund could see their pots running out of cash five years earlier. Vince Smith-Hughes, Director of Specialist Business Support at Prudential UK, said advisers would need to take into account the impact of higher inflation when cash flow modelling a client's retirement position. While there were no significant tax rises announced in this budget, the Office for Budget Responsibility confirmed the tax rises implemented since March 2020 mean the tax burden on the British public will reach its highest level since the Labour government of the 1950s. The OBR's fiscal report, published alongside the budget, said stronger growth, coupled with tax hikes announced in the last two budgets, means the tax burden will rise from 33.5% of GDP before the pandemic to 36.2% of GDP by 2026. One of the more popular announcements was that alcoholic drinks will now be taxed in line with how much alcohol they contain, meaning lower strength drinks such as draft beer, cider and sparkling wines will cost slightly less, while higher strength drinks will see a slight rise in price. According to The Guardian, a bottle of 9.5% wine will be 47p cheaper, while a 15% bottle will be 81p more expensive. Of course, a budget is not only judged on what it announces, but also what it doesn't. For Ian Brown, retirement expert at Quilter, the budget failed to help pensioners who may be struggling with rising living costs this winter. Today's budget will have left many pensioners feeling forgotten about at a time when their finances continue to be squeezed. The government's refusal to increase any of the social security payments for pensioners, such as the winter fuel payment, cold weather payment or the warm homes discount, will come as a huge blow to millions across the UK. This will further add to pensioners' anger at the government after it downgraded the triple lock, causing them to miss out on a potential 8% increase in state pension payments. Age UK estimates that £2.2 billion of pension credit and housing benefits go unclaimed by older people, but these benefits are a lifeline for many and against a backdrop of increasing energy bills, rising inflation and winter looming, it would have been high time to increase these payments. These winter social security payments are designed to help the most vulnerable pensioners in society get through the winter months. Unlike state pension, they are not increased annually. However, against a backdrop of jumps in fuel prices, the time is right for them to be raised. Take the winter fuel payment, for example, which has not changed since 2011 and is currently a one annual payment of £200 if you are under 80 or £300 if you are over 80 years old. These benefits are too important to be ignored and shouldn't suffer the same fate as the Christmas bonus, which has been stuck at £10 since 1972. 
We are in a fiscally difficult time and it's clear the government needs to tighten its belt in some areas, but these social security payments continue to help the elderly keep warm and get through the winter months. That was Ian Brown, a retirement expert at Quilter. Tim Stovold from Moore Kingston Smith also feels that the government could have done more to address the way in which most of us now work, which is both remotely and in the office. The Chancellor missed a trick in in choosing not to uh, tackle the way in which we work now, the hybrid working way. It's so different from how we worked a couple of years ago and there are many, many new issues that have emerged around people whose workplace is now genuinely their home, who travel into the office from time to time, people who incur extra expenses of working from home. What we've got at the moment is mostly just sticking plasters. Some, Some very clear guidance and reform, particularly around travel costs, is needed if we're going to have a hybrid working force that isn't building up tax problems for the future. That was Tim Stovold, Head of Tax at Morkingston Smith. So that pretty much sums up this autumn budget's biggest announcements and biggest shortfalls in a quick 10-minute nutshell. Um, but just to give a quick overview is Jacqueline Brown, an independent financial advisor from Bespoke IFA in Surrey. It was champagne emojis all round amongst investors' WhatsApp groups this afternoon as they had feared that the Chancellor would be making detrimental changes to capital gains tax and pensions tax relief. Instead, the government's top-ups for people who earn below the personal allowance and make pension contributions are very welcome. This will benefit well over a million people, 75% of them women. The Chancellor also supported retail, leisure and hospitality businesses by announcing a discount rate of 50% to business rates for one year. However, some will feel that this falls well short of the widespread reform that we all need. So that's all from us today. Um, Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions for us at New Model Advisor, you can get in touch on any social media at New Model Advisor. Uh, Otherwise, have a wonderful rest of your day, and thank you for listening. (laughs) 